The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome, Welcome to, to Barely, Barely Filtered, Filtered, hosted by us. I'm Aurora Culpo, star of the HBO Max show, The Culpo Sisters. Don't tell my sisters I said so. I'm a recently divorced mom of two living in Los Angeles with my ex-husband. I'm part granola mom, part glamorous jet setter. I'm Kristen Gaffney, also a mom, a startup nerd who modeled for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit and the founder and CEO of Super True. I always like to microdose my coffee before I hit up carpool. Welcome to Barely Filtered, our safe space. <laughs> Here, we discuss health and wellness, becoming a grown-ass woman, and what's going on in this crazy world. And while we don't agree on everything, we do agree on this. We, we want, want you, you to live, live your best in life. Hi, I'm Mariana. I am the co-founder of Summer Fridays, and this is the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I think you guys are going to love this so much. I am someone who thinks about my career in a very mindful way. So I have these goals and things I'm working towards, but it definitely comes with intuition and manifesting and things that I do in conjunction with my career and the things that I'm working towards. And I really think for me, the more I have tapped into this manifestation side and thinking about my self-belief and my energy and my gratitude practice, it's made me more productive in my business, in the goals that I have, and more intentional in the things that I do. I'm definitely all about my manifestation and all these things, but how do we put those things actually into practice? So in this episode, it is with Liz Tran. She is an executive coach, an author, and a spiritual healer, and she just came out with a new book. It's called The Karma of Success, Spiritual Strategies to Free Your Inner Genius. And there are so many takeaways from this episode that I think will be so helpful for you in your career and personally, and how you can tap into that spiritual side and manifestation and intuition to really help yourself succeed. So we talk about your inner genius and really how to tap into it, the power of self-belief and a gratitude practice, how to lean into your intuition and really protect your energy and ways to manifest mindfully. So if you guys want to hear from Liz, keep listening. And her book is available now, and I also linked it in my show notes. And if you guys are listening to this episode, I bought an extra copy of the book, and I would love to send it to one of you along with a few Summer Fridays goodies. So if you're listening to this, wherever you are, just post a screenshot on your Instagram stories and make sure to tag me, and I'll pick one of you to send a book to. And in this week's life update, it's exciting because it's like very Summer Fridays-y, all the things that I'm working on right now. So uh, I've just been in Los Angeles because I've had like a lot of meetings and we're preparing for a new product launch. Our newest product comes out next week. It is a rich moisturizer. It is called Rich Cushion Cream. I'll tell you guys a little bit more about it in next week's episode. But if you guys are excited, like go look at our Instagram, take a look, let me know what you think. If you guys are excited to get this, I am so proud of this formula. It is just so incredible and it was time for us to launch another moisturizer and I just I can't wait to tell you guys more I can't wait for you guys to see the campaign I am also just so proud of the team I just feel like every launch we do we really just like step it up and our team they're just so creative they're so smart they come up with the best ideas the execution is like on point and I just can't wait for this to be out in the world. And the summer has been so fun because we've been doing Summer Fridays community events, which are really just for you guys. It's not influencer events. They're events where we go to different cities around the US. We've been all summer long. And if you're following Summer Fridays on Instagram, we post a questions box when we go to a new city and then you just put your name in there. And we just had one in Miami last week. And then the next one coming up is in Chicago. And so we're really excited for that. It's so fun to do. It's called like Spend a Summer Friday with Summer Fridays. And we have really great cocktail events 
events and that actually in Chicago, people are going to be previewing Rich Christian Cream for the first time. So we love to be able to do this with you guys. And it's so fulfilling and exciting to do. And so we have that coming up. And that's pretty much my life update right now. My my current life, I am focused on this new product launch and just really excited for everything coming around that. Of course, I'll be like posting and sharing and doing all the things on my personal social. And then more information is always on our Summer Fridays Instagram. So this episode with Liz is really incredible. I would take notes. I would listen to it again. If you feel like there's a friend in your life who needs help manifesting, maybe they're at a crossroads in their career and they're trying to figure something out. They are working towards something and they might need a little bit more help. Send them this episode because I think they will learn a lot from it. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. I've got new episodes every single Tuesday. You can follow me on Spotify. All that means is it shows up in your app when you open it up, whenever I have a new episode. And I would love if you guys left me a five-star rating and review. I just hit 5 million downloads for the podcast and I am so proud of the content that I create here and I love how meaningful it is meeting you and seeing and hearing from you how an episode changed your life or it's helped you in a certain way is so fulfilling and brings me so much joy. So thank you guys so much for 5 million downloads and I can't wait for millions more, which is just really, really crazy to think of in the last few years. So anyway, let's get into the episode because this is such a good one. So you have been many things from a tech executive, spiritual leader, business coach, podcast host, and now you're an author. And something that really interests me, especially since starting a business was executive coaching. So how did you get into that space? You know, I actually did not even know that executive coaching existed until I was 31. And I had started working at a venture capital fund. And one of my jobs was to meet a bunch of executive coaches and try to match them with the founders that we had invested in. And the idea is that I'm sure you can resonate with this. When you're a founder, you are always growing because if you're not, then you are actually rate limiting the business. The business can only grow as much as you are growing as well. And so we were thinking, okay, if we want to best support these companies we've invested in, let's get them the best coaches in the world. And as soon as I started meeting some of these coaches and talking to founders about their relationships with them, I thought, this is what I really want to do. I want to, you know, really help people. I think I'm really motivated by altruism, but also impact. I don't think I could just, you know, be a therapist. I like also dealing with business and pushing things forward. And so after about four years working in venture capital, the whole time I was thinking, I'm going to leave and I'm going to coach. I'm going to leave and I'm going to coach. And that's what I've been doing for the past four years now. That's so incredible. And for people that aren't familiar with, executive coaching and coaching, what exactly would an executive coach do? And how does somebody know that they might need to work with somebody? I'm working mostly with startup founders whose businesses are growing pretty quickly. So we might start and they might have one or two employees. And then by the time, you know, we're at present day, they might have a hundred plus employees. So a lot more responsibility. And my job is to be there for them across three different dimensions. The first is from a pure business decision-making perspective. And so that's like, who should they hire? Who should they fire? Where should they invest their time and resources? How do they deal with their board members? The second dimension is around their performance. So I'm trying to help them be the best version of themselves every day. And so that might be as tactical as looking at their calendar and asking them to make some changes in terms of the way their time blocking, talking about their exercise routine, their eating habits, their energy, the people they have around them. 
I really just want them to be at their greatest effectiveness. And so that's kind of mind, body, and spirit. And then lastly, it's what I call ontological. So it's sort of this idea of who are they becoming? How do they think about themselves? How are they growing and changing? And so sometimes I'm on a call and we're just in the tactical nitty gritty of talking about business stuff. And other days it might be, you know, a session where the person's really burnt out and we need to get back to equilibrium. And I would say that if you think you might need a coach, I would say that I highly, highly recommend it. And they're all different types of coaches for different types of businesses or roles. You know, you don't have to be a founder to use an executive coach. And I would say that if it's, if you are at the point in your life where you are ready to make some changes (laughs) and you want a partner in figuring out what to do. And I really stress the part about changes because I've tried working with people before who, you know, they want to work with a coach, but they may not be willing to change their schedule or change their routine or change their mindset. And it doesn't work. (laughs) So it's mostly about you. Do you feel like you're at one of those inflection points? Yes, definitely. This is something that I just recently started doing in the last few months for myself. And I can't believe that I didn't have it before because I'm somebody who deeply cares about my self-development personally and professionally. And I always want to try to do what I can to improve myself in all areas of my life. And now that I've added this in, I'm so grateful that I'm able to do it. And I'm learning so much about myself through the process because I never ran a business before. I didn't go to business school. This is my first time running a company and this having this many employees. And so I'm learning along the way too. And so it's been so invaluable for me to have it. And what I love about what you do is that there's a spiritual part of this too. So how does your spiritual journey tie into what you do as a business? I got interested in Buddhism in my 20s. And then from there, it branched into all sorts of things where, you know, on the nights and weekends, I was taking meditation trainings or teaching meditation classes. I was, you know, doing self-study of astrology and numerology and reading lots of different books. And for me, the way it comes into my practice now is I need to be as grounded for my clients as possible because they have a lot going on. They're really busy. They have a lot of important decisions to make and I can't make it about me. And anyone who's familiar about Buddhism knows that one of the central tenets is removing the ego. (laughs) And if I go into a session and and my ego is really flared up and I'm thinking, I need to be valuable. I want to say the smart thing. How do I, you know, do something to show that I'm I'm smart enough. It's not going to work because my job as a coach is to really just be whatever mirror it is that my client needs that day and to really listen to them and try to understand where they're coming from without the ego coming into it. And so I really rely on that to keep my energy levels high and keep my presence and attention really high for them. I want my full undivided attention going to my clients And then I do bring it in when they ask. A lot of my clients are more, you know, kind of practical, you know, engineering degrees, biologist type people. When there's something that goes on, I will share something that is a Buddhist parable. I might bring up what's happening in astrology. I might remind them of something that is, you know, a saying in stoicism that they can keep in mind. And I think they really like that because, as you know, starting a business is as much a mental game as it is, you know, operationally getting things done, the mindset has to be there. I think of anyone who's starting a business as a high performance athlete. 
And sometimes you just have to have a little faith in addition to working hard. In this episode, we talk about gratitude and gratitude lists. And it's really such a small thing that's made a big difference in my life. I sit down in the morning, I do it, and it really starts my day in such a positive way. So these small daily actions make a big difference. And when it comes to your hair, a little goes a long way. So whether you're fine, medium, or thick, whey is just your type. So no matter what your hair needs are, sometimes it's volume, shine, hydration. My hair is so dry right now. The shampoos and conditioners are made to give your strands exactly what they need, helping you with multiple hair concerns to get you on your way to good hair days every single day. I have very dry hair right now. I don't know if it's because I'm just overstyling it. I have too much product in. It's the sun. And I just feel like I need a little bit of boost in my hair. So I either need the detox shampoo when I'm overstyling or the conditioners because I cannot live without conditioners in my hair. And it has helped my hair so much. And I love that because it's targeted for the exact thing I need. I know that I'm getting the results that I want. My good hair really starts in the shower. Nourishing your hair every single day and keeping it looking its best, you can use shampoo and conditioners from Way. If you have fine, medium, or thick hair, Way has you covered. If you're not sure what your hair type is, they have a quiz on their site so you know what works for you. And once you find your favorites, you can stock up and save with 32-ounce refill pouches of their most loved shampoos and conditioners. The Detox Shampoo I am obsessed with because I use too many products in my hair and it really gives my strands and scalp a really deep cleanse. It just brings it back to life and it adds strength, softness, and shine. Get on your way to healthier hair one day at a time with shampoos and conditioners that are just your type. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code Mariana15 for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code Mariana15. It's so important because there's a little bit of magic in what all of us do. And I love that that's all led you to a book that is out now. It's called The Karma of Success spiritual strategies to free your inner genius. So what led you to writing this book and who is this book for? I think in some ways, writers are kind of writing for themselves, for the things that they need to hear. And this book is in a way for my younger self where I was just trying to do everything perfectly according to what other people wanted from me. And I didn't even realize that I was doing this, but I didn't really ever stop to ask, okay, what do I think is good? What do I want? I've always been sort of like a type A overachiever. And I was like, okay, what's the the framework that I need to accomplish here? Um, and it was only later when I embraced my spirituality that I started to think, you know, there's a unique path that I need to take that perhaps doesn't look like anyone else's path. And so this book is for anyone who has the sense that maybe following, you know, the prescribed formula of like, you know, I'm supposed to go to business school or I'm supposed to become a doctor. I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z, whatever it is may not be for them. And they're looking to carve out something that is more uniquely their own. And the premise of the book is that every one of us has an inner genius. We have this part of us that is so creative and so brilliant and so wise. It's kind of like when you're in the shower and you have like a great idea that pops into your head or you're walking down the street and you're like, oh, I need to call this person. You know, it's those little intuitive inklings that we get. And those ideas are actually streaming to us all the time, but we're so busy that we don't always hear them. And so I wanted to write this book as kind of a stand-in for what I do as a coach, which is to create space for people to get in touch with their inner genius, to hear it. And then the book isn't meant, as many business books are, to tell people what to do but rather to say, Hey, here are a bunch of tools so that you can coach yourself. You know, you can be your own greatest advocate. You can get to know all your strengths, talents, and connect with this part of you 
Yes. And I have a friend right now who's going through this inflection point in her own career where she has an amazing career. She has a job that you think people would be enviable of. They look up to her. She's not happy in her career and her job right now. And we sat down the other day and I'm like, what are you good at? What do you enjoy doing and what skill do you have that no one else can replicate? And how can you turn this into a job? And so how can someone, if they're feeling like this, like they're in a job, they know they have this calling to do something, because I do think if we're going to work for the rest of our lives, we should enjoy what we're doing as much as we can. And I love that you started from that point of your friend of like, what do you think you're really good at versus like, what does your resume say? Right. So that's actually like the internal versus the external. You start with who the person is. And so I would say if someone's in that situation, make yourself the most interesting subject that you've ever seen. You know, we go through all the school and we learn about every subject under the sun, but we never spend time learning about ourselves, right? It's so rare. Like when have we ever taken a class where it's like, get to know yourself. And so I'm a big proponent of personality assessments. So easy, free online, take your Myers-Briggs personality type indicator. If you haven't done it yet, it takes 20 minutes. It's so great. The Enneagram is another, you know, personality assessment that is free. You can do it online. You can find out what your type is. If you haven't ever gotten an astrology astrology reading, I highly recommend it. And these are just ways of you being able to articulate what your talents and your gifts are, because I think we kind of undervalue our own skills sometimes, like, because it comes naturally to us, we're like, oh, well, it's not that impressive because it's not hard for us, right? Whereas other people, it might come really hard for them to do that. So if you haven't taken the Enneagram, I highly recommend it as well as astrology, getting your chart read because it's a really beautiful way of being able to articulate what you're good at because most of us actually really devalue our own talents because they come easily to us. You know, we think, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, anyone could do this, but really that's a core talent of ours. So I think that's a good place to begin is what really matters to you in terms of what are you good at? And then also what motivates you? What do you want to do with your life that feels rewarding? I think asking those questions and beginning with that is a great place. And I think something really scary for people is the balance of yes, finding these things you love, but we still need to live in a world where we're paying bills and financial part of it. So how can we balance what we know we maybe genuinely want to do with our careers and what we need financially? What I say is that nothing happens overnight. And so don't feel like you need to be in your dream role six months from now. Let it take its time. I think all good things take time and they take transition. And as you're starting to do that thing that you want to do, use the skills that you've already acquired. And I think we live in a great world where there's a lot of kind of fractional work, part-time work, consulting work that we can do. And I think getting smart about like researching that industry that you want to get into, thinking about how to best monetize there. I'm a big believer in obviously intuition and inner genius, but I also believe in balancing that with like data and education and knowing what's really out there. Because you're right at the end of the day, we do need to pay our bills. <laughs> yes. It's such a hard thing, but I, I believe in like the power of manifesting and visualizing and working towards things, but then actually doing the steps to get there. And the book has so many valuable tips for people. And there's a couple of these four spiritual strategies that you have. And one that I want to touch on is manifest mindfully. So what do you mean by this? I love manifestation. And I think it's a kind of loaded word People are often like, okay, is this like me making 
a vision board or is this me journaling? What does this actually mean? And so just to define it, it's about being clear in stating what it is that you want out of the universe and then actually putting the sort of work behind it to make sure that you get there. And that's the internal work as well as the external work. And the first part, it's a three-part process. The first part is visualization. So that is getting clear on what you want. And just as I mentioned that, you know, all founders, I treat them like high-performance athletes. This is something that athletes have been doing for so long is visualizing their success. So Michael Phelps, when he was swimming in races, he would visualize every race almost a hundred times, even before he got into the pool, because by the time he got to the actual race, he would have won it a hundred times in his head and he would show up so calm and so relaxed. And so this is something that, you know, football teams do, West Point cadets do, they get really crisp and sharp on, you know, the full sensory experience of what it is they want. And so for my clients, when they're telling me that they have a business goal, I have them describe it in detail, like every single little detail they can think of so that it starts to become familiar to them where they see it as a real possibility. And so I want, you know, if you're interested in manifestation, then write down your vision, write down what it is that you want and read it to yourself every day so that it starts to become second nature to you. And then the second step of it is around building confidence. So to get what you want, then you have to also believe that it's true for you, believe that you can do it. And I think a lot of us feel like confidence has to be earned, that we can feel good about ourselves when we've gotten the goal. But what I want to really stress here is that we actually need confidence going in, in the beginning, because that's going to be our fuel when things get hard. And so building your confidence bank account is a way to think about it where, you know, when things that take a peg to your self-esteem happen, then your bank account decreases. When you have wins and achievements, then your bank account goes up and you can actually manage that. And so making sure that you're noting all of your wins and achievements, it can be as easy as every night before you go to bed, you just write down three things that you did really well that day. And I have some of my clients do this and it's so hard for them because their internal dialogue is so programmed into criticism and focusing on what they did wrong that day And so this is a way of rewiring our negativity bias. And instead of thinking, oh, I'm so flawed. There's so much for me to do. We start to remind ourselves that we are capable. We are talented. We are good enough. And then finally, the third step is around gratitude. And it seems weird because you're trying to manifest something that you want, but it is equally important when you're manifesting to be grateful and aware of everything that you have in the current moment. There's something called the law of attraction, which basically states that the more you train your mind to a certain way of thinking, the more of that you'll get. So if you see a lot of joy and love in your life, you're going to attract that into your life. If you think that everyone is out to get you and the world is an unlucky, unfortunate place, you're going to receive more of that. You're going to attract that to yourself. And so by having a regular gratitude practice, then you are actually attracting more synchronicities and more lucky things to happen to you. One of my favorite anecdotes is that Oprah actually kept a gratitude list for 10 years. And it was the decade when her career was most exponentially growing. And, you know, she said, even on days where it was so tough to write down things she was grateful for, she still did it. And then even when she had, you know, achieved a lot, she still did it anyway, 
because that gratitude created even more beneficial things that came into her life. So just very simply, it's what's your vision? What are you grateful for? And then building that confidence in yourself. I love all of this because this is so much of what I do and it's very aligned with how I choose to live and think. And I am a big gratitude journal person. I do it every single morning, no matter where I am. I travel with my journal. I take it all over the world with me. And sometimes there's like these small things that we forget to be grateful for. And a lot of times I say the same thing over and over again, because I don't want to forget that I'm grateful for these small things. And I love what you said about with confidence that believe that it is true. And something that I always tell myself and other people is if you see somebody doing something, for me, it says, this is possible. If they did it, why not me? And I always believe that it's true. Like you mentioned Oprah and Oprah is somebody who I love and I look up to in my life. Like when I was growing up, I wanted to be her. And so I thought Oprah has favorite things. Like why can't I share Mariana's favorite things? And so she was an example to me. And so I love that you mentioned her. And I think something that people struggle with, with manifesting is this confidence part. And I know it's hard to feel confident in something that you don't have yet. So how can you change to feel more confident? Because I think our mindset around manifesting is really important because if you don't feel positive and you don't feel like it's possible for you, then you're holding yourself back from, you know, making that manifestation come true. Yeah. And, you know, my answer to that is related to what you said about gratitude because they are comparable. And I love that you actually choose small things a lot of the time where you're like, I'll I'll say the same small thing over and over again, because I think the same thing is true for confidence. Like it doesn't have to come from these big wins, like, you know, graduating at the top of your class or getting a big promotion. That's not actually what we're looking for here. We are trying to rewire your neurons and your brain so that you just see yourself as someone who is worthy and capable. And even if you don't have that goal yet, you know that you can get it, right? You feel confident in yourself to handle any situation. And for me, where this came from is, you know, I'd always been someone who was looking for external validation. Like I wanted a pat on the back for my bosses, from the people around me. And I had a couple really hard years of my business when I was transitioning from venture capital into coaching. And I suddenly didn't have that external validation. And even though those were a couple of the hardest years of my life, I grew so much in my confidence because I learned how to turn it on from the inside. I learned how to turn on the faucet of loving myself, no matter what the situation was. And so I actually want to push people when you're building your confidence, actually look for times that are low. You know, let's say you're having a bad day. That's a great day to look for reasons to be confident. So you can say, I'm having a bad day, but I was really here for myself or I got out of bed anyway, or, you know, I did all these meetings, even though I wasn't feeling well. And so that way we're starting to notice that we are talented, worthy, and effective individuals, not just on those days that the sun is shining and everything's going perfectly, but then we can weather it no matter what, because You know, I think external confidence is like this idea that we're winning, but internal confidence is the idea that we're going to be okay no matter what. We can handle anything. I think that brings me to another point in your book, which is inquiring inward. So, what do you mean by this? How can we even do this? Because I know sometimes it's a little bit difficult to listen to our own intuition. I think that being intentional about routine is so important here, which is actually why I love your podcast because I think you help people like actually create the right foundation for themselves. If we are not conscious about our habits and our routines, then the world will decide for us and everything wants our attention. If you think about 
the internet and our phones, they're always trying to grab our eyeballs and our thoughts <laughs> and just be like, look at me, look at this page, read this email, check this text message, you know, look at these notifications. You know, the world is here because it wants our attention. And unless we are also fighting for our own attention and saying, you know what, I'm going to very consciously put up some barriers, then, you know, it's just a free for all. It's going to get pulled to wherever, you know, the loudest beep is of technology in our household. And so I think that it can be as simple as, you know, 20 minutes a day, but I think about the three S's this is what I talk about in the book and it's stillness, silence, and solitude. So, you know, all three or choose the one that you need the most. And it can be a walk with your dog, can be a cup of tea where you're sitting quietly, but it's just a time where you can let your mind wander without having to be productive or having to go towards a specific action item. And that it's silent, right? Like where you don't have your phone ringing, you're not looking at email, et cetera. And this is so important because we want to spend almost as much time in our internal world as our external world, if possible. And I know it's going to sound really hard for some people, but those are the only moments when you know your intuition come through. When I was writing this book, I struggled with it for six months and it was because I was busy, busy, busy trying to fit in writing with running a business. And then literally the second I took a weekend away to have a very quiet inward writing retreat, I had the central idea that allowed me a giant breakthrough to actually write my book. And it, all it took was like literally just one weekend with some silence in nature. And so I think that, you know, in the same way we think, okay, we need exercise, we need nutrition. There's another food group and that is your time inward with yourself. I think that's really hard for people, especially a lot of brand founders and founders and business people I know are just naturally people who burn themselves out. And so I think that stillness and time is so important for us to remember to do. And I like that so many people I admire are preaching their balance and showing how they have balance in their routines. And it shows other people too, like, it's okay to have your weekends off. It's okay to take this time for yourself. You could just work really hard in your working hours, but also this rest is just as important to our success. Yes. And I like to think about it as making space for magic because magic can't come in when we're so busy. And so even just, you know, like I think sometimes we're like, oh, well, I'm just taking this time for myself. That's a little selfish, especially if I have employees, but I think of it as like, no, you're actually getting something, you know, the magic wants to come through your intuition wants to be heard. And something really important to me is about my energy. And I speak a lot in this podcast about energy drainers and givers and things that I like to do. And so one of the aspects of the book is enriching your energy. So how can we do this? How can we optimize our energy field so that we can really feel our best in our mind, body, and soul? Yes, this is so good. It's so funny because this is actually one of the big spiritual ways that I talk to my clients about spirituality. Energy is everything. If you're starting your day, your energy level at a three, then you're going to be a zero by midday, by lunchtime. But if you start off at a 10, it's pretty easy to keep it high. And so I always ask my clients to do an energy audit and to think about like track your energy throughout the day and what's taking away from it and what's giving. And the three pillars for me when it comes to energy are cleansing it, protecting it, and then amplifying it. So the first cleanse is you know, our energy gets mixed up with other people's energy. <laughs> if you spend time with someone, you start to take on their feelings or their emotions. You feel the way that they do. If you're in New York city for too long, where I live, you know, you really pick up on the energy of the city. And so cleansing is just meant to happen naturally. And that's through movement. So your exercise or walking, 
rest. So getting enough sleep. And then finally proximity to nature, just really being with some trees is so cleansing for energy fields. Every once in a while, we just need to do a factory reset to get back to our own energy field, not the ones that we're picking up from other people, especially for those out there who are empaths or very, you know, sensitive, then, you know, your empathy for others is going to make your energy field extra sticky to other people's. And you need to really focus on cleansing. The second is protection. And that's what you're talking about of keeping people out of your life who are draining your energy, keeping the situations out of your life that are draining your energy. And I think this can be hard for people who, you know, are people pleasers or want to be helpful to others be like, oh, well, it's okay. I'll just put up with it. But I always say number one priority is protect your own peace, protect your house. You wouldn't just let some strangers come into your house and just like root around. So why would you let them do that to your energy field? You know, be really careful about who you let in the door and not in a mean way. You can just say, you know, with lots of love, like I'm just protecting my energy now. And then finally, the last one is amplify. And so once you've cleansed your energy field, you're protecting it from negative influences, then you want to shine. You know, your energy is what people feel from you subconsciously. And we all know that when we say like, oh, I love his energy or like, oh, you know, just feel so, so good around that person. That's because their energy field is bright and it's them, right? It's clear. And so you amplify your energy when you do things that you love. So let's say you've had a really tough stretch where you're super burnt out and you haven't had very much fun. That's not only impacting your mental health, it's also draining your energy because your energy just can't shine because it's not being nurtured and fed by the things that you love. So if you love dancing, dance. If you love drawing, even if you're not you know, a professional artist, do that. If you love seeing your friends for dinner, you should do that. And I think that's why you know, the balance is so important because like, people can read our energy a mile away. You know, they can, they, they pick up on it before we even say a single word. And so if you want to be, you know, kind of magnetic and charismatic to the people around you, which goes really far, then like, make sure that, you know, your energy is you. And I know for many of us, a lot of places that we work at, we might be around people that drain our energy, but we don't really have the option to not be around them. So what can we do in these scenarios? So I agree. Like sometimes we don't have the option not to be around them, but we do sometimes have the option to engage less. And so the analogy that I think about is, you know, in conversation, kind of two people are always reaching across the aisle to meet, right? Metaphorically, (laughs) not literally, but, you know, they're kind of meeting each other halfway. So someone says something and you're like, yeah, okay. And I think what it is, is don't compromise yourself when you're interacting with someone who drains you. It's okay to, you know, cut the conversation short a little bit and to do so really nicely and politely. It's okay to walk away. You know, it's okay to reduce the amount of time that you spend with them. And, you know, it's okay not to agree with something that they have to say when you know that, you know, you're, it's not in alignment with what you think and feel. And then even just kind of practically on a day when you are engaging with that person a lot, make sure you're doing that cleansing as soon as you get home. So whether it's like an exercise class or going to spend time in the park or getting a good night's sleep, if you are around those regular detractors, then make sure that like you're cleansing and you're amplification practices are up very high. Amazing. This is all so helpful. And I know there is so much more in your book. So where can we pick up your new book? You can find it anywhere that books are sold. And my website has more information and it's liz-tran.com. 
And I'm also on Instagram at ResetNYC. Um, and that has book updates and all that good stuff. Amazing. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you, Mariana. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.